If you're working in a smaller company, you may think that you need to figure out everything yourself. That's a big mistake. Welcome to this special episode of the Smart Biotech Scientist Podcast. We are celebrating this week because it's our three-month anniversary. And to show my gratitude for your support and to mark this occasion, obviously, I have decided to do a few solo episodes as a bonus. And in today's episode, we are continuing our journey of the nine critical steps for seamless transition to large-scale production. If you haven't listened to the first part, please go back and listen to the first steps. In these first steps, we are looking at the current status, what are the strengths of the process, the gaps, and then we are looking at the process at scale. These steps are very important, so please go back first to those. And now we're diving in the final steps. Are you juggling the complexities of CMC development while trying to enjoy the beauty of biotech? Have you ever wondered if there's a way to simplify bioprocessing? Welcome to the Smart Biotech Scientist Podcast, where we're diving headfirst into the very challenges you face. We're breaking it down, demystifying the jargon, and giving you the keys to unlock your full potential. I'm your host, David Brohlman, and I get it. With 15 plus years in the biotech industry, I face the same challenges you do. There's a way to simplify and streamline so you can remove complexity, you can skip trials and errors, deliver without delay your groundbreaking therapy to clinics at market, and still enjoy every single step. Do you want to learn how industry experts and I did it? Grab a cup of coffee and your favorite notebook and pen. Now is the time to take your bioprocessing game to the next level. Let's smarten up biotech. The third phase is the develop phase. And the goal of this phase is to go from a lack of focus to driving the project forward with the winning strategy for a successful scale-up. So what have we done so far? In phase number one, we looked at where we are. So this is the starting point of our journey. Once we are clear of what we have, of what works well and the gaps, we can move on to phase number two, which is the defined phase where we look at our destination. So what are our goals? Where do we want to be? How will the process at scale look like? Once we know our starting point and our end point, we can make a plan. Because now in phase three, we need to define how are we going to get there. So we'll take all the knowledge we've gathered and create a roadmap for success. Let's begin with the first step. Identify partners. If you're working in a smaller company, you may think that you need to figure out everything yourself. That's a big mistake. There is a much better way. Instead of asking how, ask who. And in this step, we'll unlock the power of collaboration and teamwork. And there's several things I like a lot about teamwork. First of all, it's Brian Tracy's ABCDE method, 
where you look at what are the must-do, your should-dos, your nice-to-have, what do you need to delegate, and the E stands for eliminate. This method helps you focus on what matters and allocate time and energy efficiently. And by categorizing tasks into different priority levels, you can ensure they focus on the most important and urgent task. So these are you must do. The second thing is looking at your zone of genius. Identify what you do best, that's your zone of genius, and capitalize on that skill set as much as possible. And if you can, try to find partners for all the things you're not so good at or not so experienced at. There are a lot of great people out there, such as CDMOs. So what are the key qualities of a good CDMO? It is important to have a clear understanding of the various qualities that make a contract development and manufacturing organization a valuable and reliable partner in the pharmaceutical industry. And if you want to know more in detail, please go back to a previous episode in which we talked about the ins and outs of a CDMO and how do you choose that. So one of the key qualities is their competency, which refers to their ability to effectively and efficiently handle complex projects and deliver high-quality results. Another crucial quality is experience. As an experienced CDMO, you would have a deep understanding of the industry's regulations, the standards, and the best practices, ensuring that the projects are executed flawlessly. By partnering with a CDMO that possesses these qualities, you can greatly benefit from their expertise and achieve successful outcomes. And then the last point of this part of this step is how to maximize the benefits of your partnership. And You want to be looking at effective strategies for leveraging the unique strength and expertise of your partners and qualified individuals. Because by harnessing their capabilities, you can greatly enhance and expedite your scale-up journey, paving the way for even greater success. Now, who speaks of partner speaks of stakeholder management. And this leads us to step number eight. Did you know that most projects fail because the project leader gives zero attention to the interests and requirements of stakeholders? Yes, it's a fact. So we want to lead our projects differently and we want to succeed. So what we want to do is in this step is to ensure a successful stakeholder management. First of all, it is important to recognize that effective stakeholder management goes beyond simply managing tasks. It involves understanding and addressing the expectations, the needs, and the requirements of all the parties involved or affected by the project. By actively engaging with stakeholders, gathering their feedback, and fostering open communication, Project managers can build stronger relationships and ensure that the project aligns with the interests and goals of all relevant stakeholders. This comprehensive approach to stakeholder management enhances collaboration, it minimizes conflict, and it increases the likelihood of project success. Then, 
The second step is you want to be identifying and analyzing your stakeholders because they're different. They have different needs. So systematically identify and analyze them. So both your internal and external stakeholders, you need to know what they need to know, how they think, how they will make decisions, how they will influence your project and so on. And to do that, you should be using a systematic approach. This includes the identification, the classification, and the active engagement of stakeholders. And you know, by implementing a systematic approach, you can ensure that all stakeholders are properly addressed and their requirements are thoroughly considered. Are you ready for step number nine? We are now ready to create a roadmap. We have all the elements to create a solid step-by-step -step plan. So in this step, all the previous elements of this nine-step process come together. We are ready to create our roadmap. So we're going to be crafting a comprehensive roadmap that will guide us to success by incorporating the following key aspects. So we're going to be identifying the desired future state, what we did during phase number two. So we clearly defined the vision of the future state and outlined the necessary steps to transition from the current state to this desired future state. Number two, we are creating a step-by-step -step scale up process. So elaborate on the specific steps involved in the scale up process, ensuring a clear and structured approach. This will help streamline the implementation process and minimize any potential challenges. Obviously, we're going to be looking at timelines. So you want to develop high-level timelines that provide a comprehensive overview of the project's duration and the key milestones. This will enable effective planning and monitoring of the progress throughout the implementation journey. Obviously, you want to be looking at costs, so conduct a detailed analysis of the financial aspects, including budgeting and resource allocation. By doing this, we can ensure an efficient utilization of the resources and avoid any financial constraints. Very important, you want to be defining clear project deliverables. The clearer, the better, because clearly define the tangible outcomes and deliverables that are expected at each state of the project. This will help to set realistic expectations and ensure accountability for the successful completion of each milestone. And finally, you want to be having measurable objectives and success metrics in your roadmap. These can be tracked throughout the implementation process and it will enable us to monitor the progress, identify areas for improvement and, very importantly, ensure alignment with our overall goals. So by incorporating these additional details in our roadmap, we can enhance its comprehensiveness and effectiveness in guiding us toward achieving our desired outcome. That's your roadmap to success. And that's all for today's episode. I really want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on these nine steps to a seamless transition to a large-scale production? Do you have any personal experiences or insights to share? 
Your feedback is invaluable to us. So please send a message. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, smart scientists. That's all for today on the Smart Biotech Scientist podcast. Thank you for tuning in and joining us on your journey to bioprocess mastery. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. By doing so, we can empower more scientists like you. For additional bioprocessing tips, visit us at smartbiotechscientist.com. Stay tuned for more inspiring biotech insights in our next episode. Until then, let's continue to smarten up biotech.